On today's episode of Lockdown White Sox, I will be talking to you about the top 10 storylines for the Chicago White Sox coming into the 2022 season. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Lockdown Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. We're free and available on platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us there at Lockdown Sox or by searching Locked On White Sox. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I've been the host of Lockdown Sox for over four months now. We've gone through a lockout together, over 100 days of that. Then baseball came back. Did you guys watch the Brewers-White Sox spring training game? So let me paint you a picture. Kyle Crick's on the mound. They're wearing the black jerseys. Kyle Crick's on the mound. He's a righty. He's going up against a lefty. 3-2 count. Ninth inning, two outs. It's runners on first and second. It's not that dramatic. It's also spring training. Kyle Crick throws a backdoor slider. Ping! Like bottom right corner. If you divide the strike zone into nine squares... The most lower right corner. Backdoor slider. Ping. He gone. It was sick. Baseball is back, and I'm pumped for it. And we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about the 10 most important storylines for the Chicago White Sox in the 2022 season. I'll take you through 10 through 1. You know, we'll go in classic list order. I don't know if 10 is more important than 9. I don't know if 9 is more important than 8. I don't know if 8's more that, you know, that more important than 10. You know, like 5 is more important than 10. I think four is more important than eight. I think one's more important than three. I don't know if three is that much more important than two. Two is more important than four. It seems like too political of a talk, but, you know, it's more of seven through ten's like lower important storylines. You know, four through six, kind of the meteor storylines. And then one through three, those are the, the top tier important. Like those are marked as starred in your email inbox relatable it's a relatable joke and we're going to talk about it let's jump into it because i'm going to stop making jokes we're going to talk about the 10th most important storyline and that is yoan Moncada. kind of seven through ten or more player specific and really specific more to the 2022 season and we'll look at this we'll start with yoan Moncada. number 10 can yoan Moncada produce a repeat of 2019 2019 he had an ops of above 900 Received some MVP votes. Shout out to James Fegan. He was a really dynamic player and probably their most dynamic player in 2019. And then in 2020, dealt with the the coronavirus. And it, it seemed like it slowed him down a little bit. And then in 2021, we saw some spurts of 2019 Mankata, but we also saw some spurts of 2020 Mankata. And now is the year, his 27th year on this planet. And his sixth year of professional ball, he's had five full years, six, you know, kind of like a month with Boston in his first year. I just think that this is the time for him to truly explode. And I think you should watch out for that. This could be a really, 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 really dangerous player. And even if he's not, the White Sox will still make the playoffs. You know, you know how I know that? They made the playoffs in 2021 and 2020. They were fine with him being, you know, a little worse than 2019. But if he's at the 2019 level, that's a superstar right there. The Sox have another one. It's interesting. Very important. 
That's why I put it on the list. Number nine, what does a healthy Eloy Jimenez season look like? We saw in his rookie year, 31 bombs in 2019. Hey-oh, that plays. And then 2020, 55 games, really nice. He was healthy. He was good. 14 home runs in those 55 games. An OPS plus of 39. The MLB average is 100. 100 OPS plus is an average hitter. He's 39% better than the average hitter. That's, that's good. That's very good. And then last year, spring training, does one of those Vince Carter like arm dunks on the outfield wall, tears up his shoulder, and he didn't really look the same. You know what his OPS was in 2021? OPS plus? You know what his OPS plus was in, in, in 2021? Take a guess. 100. He was an average hitter. He played 55 games. Remember how I told you in, in, in 2020, he hit 14 home runs in 55 games? 10. 10 in 55 games in 2021. Would you believe that? What would a healthy 2022 look like for Aloy Jimenez? 31 home runs? That's what he did in his rookie year. 40 home runs? You know, progression might say so. 74 home runs? Well, that's just Cherizi from the 108. Number eight, can Luis Robert reach MVP level? Something that I bet on, uh, on, on one of the shows I'm on over at CHGO, CHGO Bets, I then had to cancel uh, out my bet uh, because I lost all my money. So that's a different story. But I do still think that Robert can reach that level. You look at his first games in 2021, the first 25 games he played before he got injured, 21 hits in those 25 games. That's pretty impressive, huh? And then, and then... When he came back in August, the man was a power machine. He had 12 of his 14 home runs when he came back in August, and that was mainly due to a shift in his batting stance. He said that he can get open uh, more quickly. He, he can get the, the, the ball, uh, the, the head of the bat out quicker. Uh, his, his, flips are, his, his hips flip open quicker now with his more open uh, stance, and he can see the ball easier and he, he showed that stance post-injury in august and he just got more and more locked in uh the the you know in september in october uh he was one of the Sox best hitters uh and, and arguably he might have been the best hitter for the white Sox in the 2021 postseason uh tim anderson was definitely up there uh but you know luis robert raked for the Sox in the 2022 uh 2021 series against the, the houston astros and from august 9th to october 3rd uh, in those 43 games uh, he had a slugging percentage over 622 an ops over 1000 that's mvp level with his defense that's mvp level and if the white Sox have that that's more than a superstar that's mvp the Sox had that in 2020 i, I guess but you know would Abreu you in a, a, a you know a full 160? I got hate on this on a different podcast uh, that I'm a, a Jose Abreu hater because I don't think that in a 162 game season Jose Abreu would win the MVP again. I just think that's a fact. I think if you looked and at the White Sox roster and had to bet on anyone having an MVP season, Luis Robert is definitely number one, and I don't know if 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 Abreu is even top three, you know. It's still surprising to me that he won the 2020 MVP. And I'm happy about it. I got the MVP. I want the MVP bobblehead. I wanted to wait and get it, you know? But again, looking at Robert, looking at Jimenez, looking at Magajada, we've seen that all of those guys haven't been at an MVP level or healthy for a full season like Aloy Jimenez. Or, you know, since 2019, haven't had their best year. 
they've still made the playoffs in the past two years. So it's not high important storylines, but it's something to watch out for. This one's a little bit more important, but still something to watch out for. Can Michael Kopech transform into a starter? It's something that I think the White Sox are nervous about. That's why they keep preaching depth. That's why they pick up Vince Velasquez. That's why Reynaldo Lopez will be on the opening day roster. That's why they're hoping to get 160-plus innings out of Dallas Keuchel. They are looking to have the best bullpen behind Michael Kopech because they know they can, he can get... You know, he can give him like three to four good innings. Can he give him a fifth? Can he give him a sixth? I think I think they're worried about that. So if Michael Kopech can go out every five days and give you, you know, on an average four to six innings in a start, I think the White Sox would be thrilled with that. And I think you as a fan should be thrilled with that. He has shown that he could be a dominant pitcher. It's just can he have the stamina to be a true starter? And... We saw some flashes of it before he had to get Tommy John surgery after his MLB debut. But he's never pitched above 150 innings in the minor leagues before. I worry about how how long he can go. But if you're able to get over 100 innings from Michael Kopech in 2022, I think the White Sox would be happy with that. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy when I woke up in the morning. I know 9.30 isn't that early of a wake-up time for some of you, but it was for me, and I needed more energy when I woke up. I needed to stay on schedule. And I've been on it now for three weeks, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I look forward to each and every morning. And you might be asking what's in this stuff. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality minerals, vitamins, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And I had just, you know, I wake up every morning, put a little scoop in my water, and again, you get those 75 quickly absorbing minerals, vitamins. It helps you start your day off right. And the best part, too, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, whether you eat paleo, whether you eat vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, it will jive with your lifestyle and athletic greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and to make it easy if you want to try this out and I, I really i really think you do it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into the flu and cold season it's just one scoop of water every day that's it no need for a different pill or supplement to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're back talking about the biggest White Sox storylines for 2022. And number six is, will the White Sox be able to extend Lucas Giolito? Now, it's not super pressing. It's just a little pertinent. And, you know, we look at the White Sox history, and they've never signed a player to a contract worth $100 million or more. And Lucas Giolito had a comment today about knowing his worth. And... There is a little brush up right now with the White Sox and Lucas Giolito when it comes to his arbit arbitration case. 
Uh, the two sides filed yesterday. Lucas Giolito put in for $7.5 million. The White Sox put in for seven point three. And Lucas talked to the media today and talked about his frustration with the business side. He said he loved this team, that he wants to stay here, that he wants to sign an extension, but that he knows his worth and that the discrepancy between the two sides has led to frustration with the business. There is some tweets from Rick Giolito uh, that I've retweeted on my timeline at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Rick Giolito is Lucas's dad. He explains better than I can uh, what was going on in the, the, the situation which led to Lucas's frustration. I don't think the frustration is extremely urgent, but I do think that it does put a cloudy future on Lucas with the White Sox. Just because if Lucas knows his worth, I think that's something that the White Sox don't like. The White Sox like to get good deals. That's why Luis Robert, Tim Anderson, Yoan Makata, Aloy Jimenez are on good deals. There's not a lot of guys that are kept around. Remember Chris Sale? He was going to be good. I mean, like, it's not like, you know, Chris Sale would be bad now. Boston still enjoys him. You know, they could have spent the money to keep Chris Sale. They chose not to. Most teams don't these days. But... I don't think that Lucas Giolito is going to be the first $100 million player in franchise history. And that seems like the route that he wants his free agency to look like. And I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him for asking for $7.5 million because clearly the White Sox thinks very similar because they came in, came in at 7.3. It is such a small and, and petty difference of $200,000 that I don't know if Lucas is going to be giving a hometown discount if that makes sense. I think Lucas Giolito is going to go out and ask for the most money uh, that he can, and I think that he should, and that's going to happen in 2024. So it's not a, a storyline now, but it's a storyline that's going to be way more important next year, and in 2024, that offseason, that's all we'll be talking about. So I just think that it's something that you should be putting on your radar because if you like Lucas Giolito, if you like watching him pitch in a White Sox uniform, which I do, he might not be here in the long run. And I think that's what we're seeing uh, the more and more this story develops. So it is more important, I think, than what Michael Kopech and Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert and Yoan Moncada are going to do in White Sox uniforms in 2022 because they have longer futures than Lucas Giolito. I would very much hope that Lucas Giolito will be a White Sox, uh, in a White Sox uniform longer than 2024, but it ain't looking that way. Uh, number five, I think this is just such a five, four and five really go together. Number five, will second base remain an issue? Uh, Josh Harrison signed for the White Sox. Larry Garcia re-signed in the offseason. You know, I, I like that they're throwing $11 million at the position, but also the question is, Larry Garcia, Josh Harrison, what's the future at second base look like? I don't know if we have too many answers. I know they like Romy Gonzalez, but is he truly a second baseman of the future? They had Nick Madrigal, and they decided to get rid of him for Craig Kimbrell. Maybe it's not that pressing of a need. Hey, you threw $11 million at the problem, and it, I think that you probably fixed it. Maybe you can just keep doing that. I just worry that it's not going to be enough for White Sox fans. Uh, second base isn't that deep of a position. 
if that's the White Sox worst position, I think most teams can probably say it's either that or catcher. So it's why it's five, but it is an, an important storyline for fans. And I know that they'll be watching it because if Josh Harrison has a bad April, oh boy, will I hear about it on Twitter. Number four, can Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets, and Adam Engel be good enough in right field? I don't think they're signing Michael Conforto. I hope they do. I have a feeling that if he's going to sign, he's going to sign tomorrow. And I think the White Sox have the best offer. But I, I, I honestly don't know. There's no rumors about Michael Conforto and where he's going to go. So I have a vibe that he's going to sign tomorrow, Thursday, before 2 p.m. But I don't know if it's going to come true. It seems like it's going to be Vaughn, Sheets, and Engel. And in the aggregate, you know, the old Billy Bean, what can these players do together to provide the team? I think in the aggregate, Vaughn, Sheets, and Engel can give you 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. But can they sustain that? And also, what is their defense going to look like? And also, is Adam Engel going to stay healthy enough for this season? Because if he's not, they don't have a proven right fielder who can play defense, which might be an issue. And also, Mike Adolfo is out of options. The guy that's tearing up spring training right now. You know, they might have to let him go if they can't find a suitor. Because it doesn't seem like he's going to be fitting on the 28-man roster, and it doesn't feel like he's fitting on a 26-man roster when they shrink it after May. Feels like Mike Adolfo is going to be a different uniform. What can the White Sox get for him? And with him leaving the organization, how thin is that position depth if Adam Engel goes down, if Andrew Vaughn goes down, if Gavin Sheets goes down? Can they survive that? You might see more Leary Garcia in right field, which, again, uh, they needed to throw five more, five and a half more million dollars at second base uh, to make sure that he wasn't the starter there. And I'm not saying that in a, in a bad way to Leary legend, but I think that's how fans feel about the, the situation. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And let me tell you about that. My grandpa's a do-it-yourselfer. He can change a windshield wiper pump. I can't. He told me to go get a windshield wiper pump because mine was broken. I went to a local chain auto uh, parts store. Paid $30 for that windshield wiper pump. It took me 10 minutes to get that windshield wiper pump. It took me one minute on rockauto.com to find out that I can pay $11 for the same part that I bought 30. You save time and money with Rock Auto. What are you waiting for? Their prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you can need. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com the third storyline of the biggest storylines the top 10 storylines of the white Sox 2022 season is do the white Sox have enough pitching and this is you know kind of goes in hand with number seven can michael kopech transform into a starter but I, I tweeted this out and i'm just telling you the truth here this is what the white Sox are telling you i don't know what you're missing and i don't mean this in a bad way but i said why is starting pitching still a need they're not going to do a six-man rotation, and they're paying Keuchel $18 million to start. Guess what? They're not doing a six-man rotation. Tony Larusa, the manager who runs the show, told you that. So they have five starters in their mind. 
They have Dallas Keuchel, who they're paying $18 million for. They're paying Dylan Cease, who a lot of people think that he can possibly win the AL Cy Young. They're paying Lucas Giolito less money than I think he wants, but he might be their ace. And Lance Lynn, who finished third in AL Cy Young voting last year, he's also in the rotation. They're high on Michael Kopech. They're going to figure out everything they can do to make Michael Kopech work as a starter. There's no starting pitching coming. There's not another person coming. Dallas Keuchel is not getting bailed out soon. They have to give him $18 million. And I know a lot of people are frustrated. I know a lot of people are frustrated that they didn't go out and sign a right fielder. I know a lot of them are frustrated. Uh, a lot of fans are frustrated that they didn't go out and re-sign Carlos Rodon. But this is your Calvary. This is the five you got. And they're using five until one of them goes down and one of those guys, whoever goes down, becomes Reynaldo Lopez. And if one of the other guys goes down, that becomes Vince Velasquez. They have backup. They have depth. And I think that, if anything, they'll add more starting pitching depth than an actual starting pitcher that's going to knock out those five. So you're just getting depth pitching. You're not getting starting pitching. Is this enough? And this is the question that I think all these people are asking. James Fox of Future Sox asked that, and he got a lot more retweets and likes than I did, which is fair. He got one retweet and 12 likes, you know? Good for you, James. He said, I just don't think a title contender should be counting on Kopech and Keuchel. It's their biggest need, in my opinion. They lost a five-war starter. I know, James. I'm upset they lost Carlos Rodon. I've been saying since May that they should pay him as much money as he wanted. I'm frustrated, too, but this is what they're telling you, the fan. They are telling you that these are the five starting pitchers that you're going to see in 2022. I don't think it's enough. That's why it's the third most. Jump cut, because I hit stop on my recording. I got so animated. Number two, is this Jose Abreu's last year in Chicago? He made some comments that I haven't talked about just yet that seem, because he is in his last year of his contract, it seems like he's really just truly seeing what this year brings. He already won an MVP. He already had a very successful uh, career in Cuba, and he's already made over $100 million in his MLB career. Retired jersey, statue out in, you know, the outfield at some point, some, you know, they got space. I think that could be enough for, for Jose Abreu. If he sees that, you know, in 2022, the White Sox win the World Series, he might retire. He doesn't want to hold this up. He loves the White Sox. If he thinks that he might be done after this year, I don't know if he wants to commit to another season. He knows Andrew Vaughn's good. He knows Gavin Sheets is good. He might think that it's the best for the club for him to walk away, especially if he gets a ring. I don't blame him. He's 36 years old. But that's Pito. That's the 2020 MVP. That's important if he's going to leave Chicago. Or what if the White Sox don't win a World Series? And what if Jose Abreu says, no, I need that. I need that in my life, and I don't know if Chicago is going to give it to me. Imagine the breakup that will be. That's brutal. That's like if Paul Konerko actually left. It's a little bit different than Frank Thomas because Frank had the injuries. But then 2005, I mean, they won the World Series without Frank. I mean, he was, he was on the team. He got a World Series ring. Thank you. That's great to see. But, I mean, he's not one of the most important players that helped them win a World Series. And I'm just saying that, you know, I don't think Jose Abreu wants that. I think he wants a ring. And I think that 2022 might be a litmus test of him testing, like, let's see if we can win one with Chicago or, 
you know, I might seriously have to consider retiring if I don't think that I can still perform to the level I can, or I now have to, you know, revisit what this team can offer me. I hope it's not a last year, but it might be. That's a big storyline. That's why it's number two. I think the one bigger storyline just goes in conjunction with that. You probably guessed it. Number one, can the White Sox win the World Series? That might not be even bold. You know, that might be even too bold of a question. Can the White Sox get to the second round of the playoffs? They've proven they can get to, you know, round one. They've proven that they can get a wild card spot. They've proven that they can win the AL Central. Can they win it, though? Can they send off Jose Abreu into the sun like John Elway? Can they? Can they cement Tim Anderson's legacy? Can they cement Tony La Russa's legacy? Can they get two for Jerry? Will Rick's plan finally work? Will he get the parade that he wanted? That's a big storyline. Duh. Come on. That's what you should want as a, as a fan. This is what the team is telling you and been telling you that they've been trying to do. They didn't spend the money so that they could spend the money on a World Series team. They now have the sixth highest payroll in baseball. I think for them, that's enough. I'd like it if they had Michael Conforto. But I think that they think this team is good enough to take the field and try to win them a championship. And they still have to July to make it final. So let's see. If you trust Rick Hahn, and you trusted him in 2020, and you trusted him in 2021, why should this be any different? But did he ever have your trust? That's a different question. Let's just make this more happy, though. Can the White Sox win the World Series in 2022? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at LockdownSox, or at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. My next episode will be a big one. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Please tune in on Friday. It will drop in your podcast services and on YouTube at midnight on Friday. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sean Anderson, and I will talk to you next time here on Lockdown Sox. 